Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is up, everyone? Welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Daily. It's a Friday edition, so happy Friday to you all. Steve, how is Friday treating you thus far? Uh, it's treating me very well, and I'm going to break what you're expecting and just say to people, I've seen seven episodes of For All Mankind Season 4. It's fantastic. If you're not watching that Apple TV series, for the love of God, push play. Yeah, that's a it's a high, high priority. But as we discussed before, top priority is binging Love, Death, and Robots. I will do that. I want to do that. I, I really think you're going to love it. It's right up your alley. Steve, you know what else I really want to say? <laughs> I, I really want to see Taylor Swift, the Errors Tour movie. Okay. So I, I was feeling really bad about myself because I had no interest in actually going to see the concert and everyone was so into it. I felt like I felt like there was something wrong that I didn't want to go or I didn't even have any FOMO because it seemed so incredible. But now we could see it in theaters and it's going to make a wild amount of money at the box office. So now I feel like double obligated to actually go and experience it. I uh, Good luck getting tickets, you know, especially this weekend. But I'm sure you can. It's playing everywhere. It is. It's playing in nearly 4,000 theaters. I think it's uh, like 3,800 and change. And... The the numbers are pretty big. So in case you're looking at something like Thursday night preview sales, it's only at 2.8 million. But the thing to remember about that is I believe she only first announced that it was going to be released a little early, like the night before. So those ticket sales weren't going to be as high. And still, a lot of outlets are saying it's going to make over $100 million at the domestic box office opening weekend, which is just a wild sum of money. If you want some specific examples, I think Variety's range for the movie is currently between $100 million and $125. And then Box Office Pro is going as high as $105 to $145, which would be absolutely wild. So 
if that happens, here's the current uh, top five for opening weekend at the domestic box office this year. So number one is Barbie with 162, then Super Mario Brothers with 146, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse with 120, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with 118, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with 106. Steve, never in my life would I have thought the highest opening weekends at the domestic box office would likely be Barbie, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I'm glad people like, doesn't like it that much, and then Taylor Swift. Just wild. Uh, I mean, one of those things, when you look at, when you hear those titles, remember, that's all new movies. That's not a film that, you know, a sequel or a prequel. It's people are looking for new things to go to the movies. But I will say that it's going to be interesting with Taylor Swift because uh, a lot of people see their movies at AMC, and this movie is not an AMC A-list film, meaning if you pay the $24 a month for your monthly AMC uh, tickets, you have to pay an additional fee to see Taylor Swift. It's a, or an actual movie ticket. Uh, so that's number one. Uh, so, uh, number two, they did $100 million in pre-sales. So the real question is how many people are planning on seeing it that haven't bought tickets yet who are just going to go like tomorrow to the box office. So I did the unscientific thing and looked on the AMC app to see where I could get tickets for tonight and for tomorrow. And there are still plenty in LA. There are still plenty of places to buy tickets, but a lot of the premium shows like IMAX at night or the Dolby theater or laser projection between three and 8 PM are either sold out or like uh, getting close to sold out. Uh, basically, just tells me it's going to be a juggernaut. But everyone knows that with the hundred million in pre-sales, uh, the real question is: Does it get to one fifty? It definitely breaks one twenty-five. So the, the it's going to be the th- unless something weird happens, it'll be the third highest-grossing film of the year. And then it's the question of how many more millions will it make? Can it be the number one movie? Can it be the number two movie of the year? I'm not ready to go that high in terms of its full run, but I do I do foresee it having legs, I guess, in terms of people not only going to see it once, but seeing it a whole bunch of times. I forget where I heard like on some morning news show, they're like showing tweets about people really excited to go see it in theaters. And one and one said, like, no matter what, I'm going to see the Airs tour in theaters 13 times. And you know what? I really would believe that people are going to see this movie in theaters 13 times. Well, I mean, she listen. It's the perfect storm of so many people not being able to get tickets to the concerts. This is a way to experience the concert if you never got tickets. And then all the people that went to see the shows, all of them are going to see this. Um, And the other thing is, and, and it's just for me, I'm not a music person the way other people are. It does feel like like a Taylor all of a sudden in the last two years took on a whole nother level of dominance in the zeitgeist and with people because i don't remember it being this crazy for her five years ago or even three years ago she's always been really really big but i feel like with the eras tour there like there's no getting around it you can't miss her and that kind of uh like really like next level enthusiasm that she's sparking right now it's really something else so steve let's let's have a, a little friendly competition here and we'll see who gets close 
What is your prediction for what the movie will make opening weekend? Are we are we talking about North American box office? We're only talking about the domestic box office. That's it. Not international. I'm going to say, and I'm not the expert at box office. Believe me, I, I, um, I want to shout out to Ed Douglas in New York. He's really good at box office. I'm going to say 140. Okay. Are we playing Price is Right rules? <laughs> so basically, if you get one, 100... So it's like a- if I if I say uh, if I say one forty one and it goes north of that, I win no matter what because I like box you out. <laughs> um, I guess I mean you could play that way. I'm but, not going to play uh, that way. I'll give you the actual number that I, I had jotted down in my notes, and I'm going to say one thirty five. I'm going to say it goes north of uh, the predictions that Variety has right now, and it makes uh, it makes a little more than that. So I'm one thirty five. You're one forty. Yeah, and uh, so we're we're basically very close on this yeah. in terms of what we were thinking. I really think it has the possibility of going higher. The one thing it has that to factor in is the runtime of the movie. It is a long film, but they're playing it on every screen. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is there's like no competition at the box office. There's nothing like this. And there's nothing coming in the next few weeks that's like a huge movie with the exception of Hunger Games. You know, like that's the only thing I can think of in a month, but mm-hmm. there's not really a big film Anyway, it's gonna it's gonna last a few weeks at the, the box Marvels. Office. Yeah, but even that's not like uh, Disney and Marvel should be very happy that doesn't come out for a month. By then, it'll have slowed down. Yes, I, I think I think everyone needs to steer clear of Taylor Swift right now. Yeah, it's gonna be three weeks of of you know juggernaut. It could. Dominant. I mean, I don't want. It could be Barbie esque, where people are going multiple times and dressing up to going to the movie theater. And um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a monster. What do you actually think it finally makes global total? Oh, boy. It's it's hard to say just because I don't have a clear sense of their long term distribution plan. Like, is this going to follow a similar, you know, path that most traditionally released movies do? Like, are they going to keep it in theaters for that same amount of time? Assuming it does well. It's a good question. I think as long as it's making money, it's going to stay in theaters. I mean, the thing's making at least three hundred million globally. The question becomes: Does it break five hundred? Does it break six hundred? Because it has the real possibility of people going, as you said, like the super fans going multiple times. So I wonder. I uh, I have a much easier time wrapping my head around opening weekend predictions. If it fo- I mean, if it follows the traditional path, I feel like even 500 might be a little on the low side. It's the, it's going to be the highest grossing. Con- I mean, it's already going to it's already the highest grossing concert film of all time. It just comes down to how many times do her fans want to see it? Is it? Yeah. Is it going to be where they go every weekend with friends it's um, not even just her fans. Like, given given what I said earlier, that I didn't see it as the highest priority to run out and get tickets to her actual concert, but because of what they're doing right now and how accessible the concert is to me in movie format, like I'm gonna I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna go see it, and I'm not sure. part of that that core group that they're they're targeting this movie at. Yeah, but I I listen. It's like I think about someone like my sister. Is she gonna go to the movies to see the Taylor Swift film? Probably not. You know, so it's a question of 
like I said, I think there is a segment of the audience that's going to go go, but then there's a huge segment of the audience that it doesn't. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be huge. I just don't know what the number is. I'm curious to see what that number winds up being. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. All right, next story is—it's uh, a bummer of a story. I was hoping we were going to have a very different tone when we covered this uh, this topic again. We're going to give you an update on the SAG-AFTRA strike um, because we got we got a very upsetting update on, uh, I believe it was October 11th. So they started negotiating SAG-AFTRA and AMPTP on October 2nd. And then on the 11th, late at night, there was a statement released saying that talks have been suspended, which is... Man, it's just such a bummer. Um, there's lots of there's lots of things being reported on both sides. A big thing that you've probably seen in headlines is that SAG is accusing the studios of using bullying tactics and, you know, said that they that they walked away after refusing to even counter the offer made, which is just wild. And one of the quotes in their statement was the companies are using the same failed strategy they tried to inflict on the WGA, putting out misleading information in an attempt to fool our members into abandoning our solidarity and putting pressure on our negotiators. So there's that. Um, a big disconnect in these uh, negotiations that you should probably be aware of is the issue of streaming revenue, sharing it. The AM, this is another difference of, uh, of statements here. The AMPTP is claiming that it would cost them $800 million a year to give SAG what they're asking for. But SAG is saying that that number is extremely exaggerated as much as by 60%, which is a big difference there. Um, then also in SAG's statement, they say, um, we have negotiated with them in good faith, despite the fact that the last week they presented an offer that was shockingly worth less than what they had proposed before the strike even began. I'm not quite understanding why we are we are falling backwards with that stuff. The other big issue here is, is of course, AI. So the AMPTP said that it agreed to require consent for the use of AI. But then SAG argued that their statement was misleading and that the studios are still demanding consent on the first day of employment for use of a performer performer's digital replica for an entire cinematic universe or any franchise project. Which is just wild. What is ha- like, Steve, were you as hopeful as I was that this was actually the end? Did you see this coming? Uh, I did not. I really thought they were going to use the basis of what the WGA and the DGA worked out as the sort of concrete foundation and then building off that to reach, you know, a consensus and we would move on. Um, it's shocking to me that they're this far apart um, because it, it's like, the the we are damaging this industry so irrevocably because we're now you know July August September October um, we're four months into a strike the current TV seasons are basically effed um, the movies are going to be effed for next year streaming content they, they, there's so much 
the longer this goes on, the more it's just it's so horrible. And what's not being discussed enough are all the people that work on crews and all the like mm-hmm. like the places like do dry cleaning for the studios and the people that buy whatever it may be for a production, like all the people that are employed and and and, and generate like their income because of the studios and the entertainment industry. This is not a Los Angeles issue. This is not a um, just here. We're talking about London, Atlanta, Vancouver, Toronto, all these areas that that make money off the, you know, the film production and TV production. They're all hurting and they're all not qualifying. They're off unemployment now because it's been four months. Like Mm -hmm. this has to get solved. Like it's this is beyond just these executives and these actors like this is. Anyway, it's very, very frustrating. I obviously side with the actors. They need to be compensated. They need the AI revolution is here. I mean, there's a clip going around online about like a Disney movie, which was using AI extras. Anyone who doesn't think AI needs to be solved right now is out of their minds. Um, and look, I, I think that there always has to be compromise on both sides, but this this has to get resolved. It just, yeah, it this, is, this, is, this is ridiculous at this point. You know, I I like to stay positive in general, and I guess I got caught caught up in that thinking a little bit too much. But if anything, I was thinking these talks would maybe go on for a little longer, but ultimately resolve the situation. I definitely didn't think that they would completely suspend talks and do so in a position where there, there seems to be such a significant gap between the two organizations. I'll refer right now to something that I saw in the live chat from Sam Red because I did see this. What's your opinion on the claims that AMPTP is taking? Taking their time to account for writing process that lasts for weeks. I mean, this this seems like it is in the realm of possibility. Why strike a deal with the actors when writing has to happen and you can't get things up and going for a period of time anyway? Sure, I, I hear that. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that are written that are ready to go. There's a lot of production that was in the middle of shooting that they could just jump right on in. I don't think that the, I think there could be an element of like a week or two where you play that little bit of a game, but ultimately it's, it's worthless because as we saw with the writers, they just held out and they got everything. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent, but they got most of what they wanted, everything they wanted. So the actors, you know, the thing that the studios don't have is that it's not like you can replace actors with other people to um, to make movies or television shows. Like, you have to employ SAG actors. The union is so, so strong. So you have to negotiate with these people, and they're obviously going to be, you know, hardline because they've already been doing this for months. What I'm saying is the studios are going to have to give, and it's whether or not they give now or if they give in a month – they're going to be giving. So give and work this out. Do you have any hopes that this will come to a close before the end of the calendar year? Yes, I do think okay. it's going to be resolved before the end of the year, uh, just because I have to believe that. And um, I'd like to think it's resolved um, this month or next month. But I, I mean, the truth at this moment, it's real bad. Yeah, I like I felt a little bad asking you that question because it does seem like even in the past couple of months, anytime someone predicted something, really, you just never know. You you don't have a clear sense of what's going on behind the scenes. But, you know, I'm I'm choosing to 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 believe, to be hopeful that it will come to a close before the holiday season begins, because 
It just it just has to. We need to we need to limit the ripple effect this is going to have if it carries on any longer, because it's already going to be hugely impactful for the foreseeable future. So let's uh, let's stop all those issues at this point and just move forward with our lives and treat each other fairly, please, please. Next subject. Yes. Next subject. Here's another one I'm going to get heated about. So this is an update on the Halloween franchise. Uh, this is from a Deadline exclusive. Miramax won the television rights to the Halloween franchise in a heated bidding war. So they've uh, they've signed a deal with Trankus to develop and co-produce a Halloween TV series. And the hope is that this Halloween TV series is uh, going to potentially launch a cinematic shared universe spanning film and television it's so hard for me to say that steve because i think that's such a bad idea i am so sick and tired of announcing cinematic universes and and trilogies and all these like big plans without just releasing one good thing first do we never learn that lesson barry and i want to make this as clear as i can a halloween tv series and a Halloween cinematic universe is without a doubt um, the worst idea I've heard maybe this decade or my entire life living in California. It is beyond stupid, a complete waste of time. I don't understand what they're thinking. Um, I, I I just don't get it. I think this is this is someone who doesn't understand that that I mean I, I'm be, I'm beyond. Like, who thinks this is an actual good idea? I like. I love the Halloween film franchise. Like, I like a lot of movies that some people don't love in that franchise. For the life of me, I cannot think of a good story idea that would justify, like, one, a TV series, but also, two, expanding it into a cinematic universe. I, I don't get that at all. Uh, I first of all, I don't under, I don't know if this company is also getting the movie rights or if that's a separate thing. But the, the situation is Halloween needs to be retired for at least five years or four or five years before you come back with another movie. It's too fresh in people's minds. It shouldn't be a TV show. And I just don't understand. Like, there's only so much you can do with this character. And you've just done it in three films. I mean, if you. If, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. So just, just to answer beyond. to answer that one question you just posed, um, the deadline article does address that. Trankus most recently produced a successful Halloween feature trilogy for Miramax and Blumhouse, directed by David Gordon Green. Jointly controlling both the film and TV rights would allow Miramax and Trankus to map out an integrated film TV universe. So yeah, e- like, e- I don't... E- listen, everything about this is a bad idea. No one cares. No one. Like, there's not enough interest in this character to generate a cinematic universe. I, anyway, I think it's a terrible idea. Prove me wrong. I think that what a lot of these big popular franchises need to do is take the prey approach. Make a simple standalone movie that prioritizes quality above all else. Find success that way. Also, this story has me thinking a lot about the Scream TV series. Like, 
I am who the Scream TV series was for. I am the easiest person to win over. It took that show a long time to win me over. And even in the end, even when I hit the point that I did like it, not only did they make the, the dumb, dumb decision of pulling the plug on the characters that they were that they had already established just to reboot the series, but I still walked away from those two seasons of the Scream TV show sitting there saying like, yeah, I kind of like it, but did that ever need to be a Scream TV series? Probably didn't. I'll be honest, I completely forgot that show even existed. They, they, yeah, they, uh, they botched that pretty significantly. Also, because those first two seasons, those actors and those characters really did grow on a lot of people. That show had a nice little fan base there, but for whatever reason, they're like, let's throw all those characters out the window and reboot the whole damn thing. I, I don't understand why they did that. Yeah, Summation, uh, the Halloween TV show, uh, Terrible. Go make something else. It's, it's completely not worth it. I like. I keep trying to, you know, remind myself that there could be hope, depending on who they find to to, to lead it, to write it, no. to direct no. it. But I don't no. know. I, I've got like big time nerves between how the Halloween trilogy of films that were just released ended, with how things are going on Exorcist, where it does sound like they're going to have to pivot creatively going forward. Then I think back to to the dark universe and what a big old bust that yeah. that cinematic universe before they even released good films was like that was just such an epic failure but it seems to keep happening over and over yeah let's just move on and say terrible idea move on yeah please i i wish move move on create some prey like films or even some original ideas how about that all right steve this is the the end of this edition of collider dailies the end of a week of collider dailies is there anything you want to promote or tease before we say goodbye to everyone for the weekend uh just a reminder that we have a whole bunch of Collider screenings. And if you would like to get free tickets to anything, uh, you know, like Freelance or The Killer to the Flower Moon or um, uh, The Holdovers in New York or L.A., go to Collider.com forward slash tag forward slash screening. And that'll have a link to all the stuff, including your Halloween series, which is a ticketed event. But uh, you get a lot of cool stuff with that. But basically, we're putting on a lot of really cool events and we if you live in new york or la we hope you attend just briefly to add to our halloween conversation because i do need to shout out one franchise that continues and continues well look at what evil dead is doing they made one good standalone movie that is rock solid reinvigorated like fans of the franchise and want more but they did that without tethering it to a whole trilogy or promise for the future but now it's going to have a future because it's a legit good movie so that's my last point on that. I will also tease that the Scary Perry Horror Series is up and running. Tickets are on sale. I'm dropping in the uh, the link to where you can get tickets in the live chat right now. Next weekend, we are doing an early screening of Suitable Flesh with uh, director Joe Lynch, who is an absolute blast to talk to. You do not want to miss that screening. And then, Steve, I'm so excited to talk to Mike about Trick or Treat. I've never seen Trick or Treat on the big screen. I have seen that movie over the course of my life more times than I can count, but never on the big screen in a theater. So I am just beside myself right now. I'm so excited. All right. That is it. We're going to say goodbye. Have a good weekend, everybody. And we will see you on Monday morning for a brand new edition of Collider Dailies. Thank you. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Boll Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Boll Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bollandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.